Welcome to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss and we Titanic Minute by Minute. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Oh wow, thanks for having us Rob. Mm-hmm. Hey Bob. Um, we're at Minute 102. Uh, in Minute 102, the boiler men escape the boiler room, I guess. Um, this this minute though starts with the uh the death of the stewards, which we've already discussed though you know we're fine with um and then we see Jack and Rose uh up on the the deck of the ship the iceberg you know breaks a bunch of ice off and it passes in front of them now uh this uh effects wise is obviously a real shot of Kate and Leo on the deck of the ship. Um, and then they have like just someone dropping a bunch of ice down on the, uh, down on the deck. And then behind them where we see the iceberg is just a giant green screen. Uh, but the boat seems like it's moving because the camera's moving. Right. So then they just put the, the effect of the, uh, of the iceberg right there, which is, you know, pretty basic stuff now, but it's interesting. Was there someone whose entire job was to be making ice? Oh, I wonder. It had to be. You would think. I mean, because there's a Cause bunch they're in, of... Because they're in Mexico. So, yeah. So they obviously couldn't just scoop it out, like if they were just filming in Canada or something. So I wonder if there was just someone who, like, they had a freezer or a locker or something, and it was just, like, they had an ice wrangler. Uh, I'm sure, like, James Cameron would be like, no, that ice doesn't look right, and, like, make chips on it. He <laughs> like, made them... Did he make them get actual ice from the North Atlantic? <laughs> Bring it down. Um, I I will say I th- I don't know if we've talked about this. Maybe I have, but um, if we haven't, uh, Jack and Rose are as tour guides of the ship works very well. And and you know we we moved with them throughout the ship with first class and steerage and the bow and the stern and the boiler room and the bridge and the staircase and the you workout know, that's room. That's true, and I never thought of it that way. But for certain elements of this, they are. Um, the surrogate audience member yeah um, for a lot of the initial part of the sinking for the initial part and even like everything we see this week everyone reacting we know where that is on the ship we know we kind of i don't want to say we know those people but like you know this these people in the boiler room you know we we already saw them we already ran by them here they already interacted with with a character there same thing with the the jack and rose story actually the way it's played out um even if you think the dialogue is clumsy this this sequence it's a pretty clever way to get us from first class to third class and the you know the the working sections of the ship and show the different effects of the the initial hit of the iceberg yeah and with characters we know because you know jack steerage and rose is first class and you know we get to we know all these people that we see much like uh, poor people in any situation, they experience the worst first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pores are our canaries in the coal mine. Yeah. Thank um, you to the pores. So, I mean, contrast that, uh, you know, people are like, oh, we've stopped moving and my tea is shaking. 
to people being crushed by <laughs> by water just shooting at them mm-hmm. at ungodly pressure amounts. Uh, the 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 boiler men here who are getting the worst of it right here, just an absolute disaster. Um, I am claustrophobic looking at this. Yeah, and there's a. I'm trying to. Th- I have to keep watching. We, we, listen, listeners, we'll keep watching. <laughs> but um, there's like the the. It's very frenetic. It's almost like POV camera angles as you're like running through it. I'm trying to think if we see this anywhere else in the movie. I don't know. It's very steady cam-ish. I don't yes. know if it is a steady cam. Or I think it is. Um, I I think we see it in that pretty famous shot. Uh, where like the doors are flying off from water and there's a camera being dollied back. Yeah. And there might be some others, but yeah, this, we don't get a lot of the, the handheld stuff. Yeah. I guess, yeah, this is definitely handheld though. I, I it seems like, it, I don't know. It, it works. It works really well here. Um, part of the reason apparently they, they did it the way, the way they did shoot this is, the set that they had built for the boiler room wasn't designed very well for water. Probably much like the real boiler room. <laughs> I was going to say like the real one. <laughs> um, so they didn't have an, a, an a, they didn't have a way to drain the water out of it very efficiently. So, so James Cameron made all the extras drink it until it was empty yeah. again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every time they had to like, you know, reshoot the scene, the water was higher and higher. <laughs> Because they would like flood it full of water and they'd run through and they'd be like, all right, let's redo it. And like they couldn't drain the water out. So they just did it again with the water deeper. That sounds like a lovely working day. <laughs> there is like a behind the scenes thing where they're like carrying someone like through the water and they're just like sitting in a garbage can. <laughs> so they're not, they don't get wet. And they're just like two guys are carrying him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's basically what um, I feel like sometimes at this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Standing in garbage. Uh, May I make a technical comment? Yes, absolutely. Did you guys catch the Wilhelm scream in this minute? Uh, I I think, is it a Wilhelm scream? I think I wondered about that. Yeah, I wondered about it too. I, I, I was able to find confirmation that there is one in this movie. That had to be uh, it then, but, I would um, think. Yeah, it is. It's not as obvious as they usually are, probably because James Cameron doesn't like kind of is taking this movie pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird in general. First of all, uh, maybe, we should probably explain what that yeah, is. Yeah, Joe, what's a Wilhelm scream? So it's um, <laughs> it's a sound effect from the fifties. I think so. Forties or fifties. It's from like a western originally. I think. Yeah, it was um okay, I've got it open now. So it's first used used in the film Distant Drums in nineteen fifty one. Okay. But um the it's it is named after a character from the charge at Feather River in nineteen fifty three, which is supposedly like the third time movie that used this effect. So it's been in a Warner Brothers like sound library and has been used um According to the Wikipedia page, 372 times, and and many TV shows as well. But it's uh, I I off the top of my head, one famous usage you can think of is when the guy gets thrown in the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. it's it's used in I think it's been used in every single Star Wars movie. But yeah, once it's once you know kind it, of I, a, yeah, and even if you didn't recognize the term Wilhelm scream, listeners, I guarantee you've heard it. 
and we'll put a link to it. Well, actually, we'll play it right now. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposedly usually... Sheb Woolley is the pers the the person who recorded it, but but they don't know this for sure. Like who it's didn't. usually used in lighter fare, like uh, Star Wars and I Indiana think Jones. Indiana Jones. It's almost like I feel like some of the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser. So yeah, it's a little weird that it's being used here, but as noted is more subdued. So it's it's big breakout with sound designer Ben Burt, who discovered yes. the original recording, which he found as a studio reel labeled Man Being Eaten by Alligator. <laughs> 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 and he put it and then he's the one that put it in uh, Star Wars when Luke Skywalker shoots a stormtrooper off of a ledge. Yep, that's. But yeah, yep. Lucas and Spielberg use it all the time. Yeah, and now if you make kind of a, you know, family friendly ish, uh, not too serious action movie, it's pretty much a guarantee it'll be there. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan, and I always. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, as it's well. one of my useless talents. Is I can I always spot it. <laughs> that's great. Thank you, Ben Burt, who's maybe the best. <laughs> He's given us a lot of joy. Yeah, yeah. he has. Um, the uh, the the guy the the guy yelling at everyone here to get out the door, and he's like screaming at him and like pushing him through. The, uh, Rob would have been through the door already. We can all agree, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so the guy, though, we I think we mentioned it before. That's Frederick Barrett, a uh, real person. Uh, he's a lead stoker. He does survive. Uh, was he was he Bram's brother? It's <laughs> <laughs> lead stoker. His name. Yeah. There's also a Brahm stoker that works in the boiler room. Uh, That's just his day job, though. Yeah. He does survive. Frederick Barrett does survive and escape on lifeboat 13. So well, that's an it, unlucky number. Yeah, but pretty lucky to start from here and actually get out and survive. Um, a few weeks after the Titanic sunk, he was working on Titanic's sister ship, the RMS Olympic. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine like you survived this terrible tragedy and you're like, well, there's this other ship that looks exactly the same. <laughs> Which ship the was it? The, the Olympic. Olympic. Uh, didn't that ship have some stra- uh, tragedy associated with it as well? I think it sunk as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> But, but this guy, uh, this guy, no one knows what happened to him. Uh, like everyone knows, he started working at the RMS Olympic, and then he kind of disappears. So, I don't know. I don't know uh, what happened after that. But uh, it kind of reminds me. This is a uh, unrelated, but uh, I went to Cleveland with some friends uh, years ago, and. Uh, and there's a uh, a boat that goes around the river area, and it's called the Good Times Three, and it's because the first two Good Times have like burned or sunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So Good Times Three. Uh, good Times Three. <laughs> uh, I do have some fun facts about the iceberg, guys, but I want to see if either of you have anything else on what's what we see here. So I have uh, – it's a Tuesday, um, so I'm going to pull a Tyson Tuesday. Oh. Yeah, bring it back. Let's let's do some nitpicking. 
Okay. Yes. So I want to talk about the guy who does not make it through. Okay, he, yeah. He was not too far behind. And it seems, if you watch the clip, it seems, uh, Fred is his name. Fred's the guy who's who's. Fred is the guy helping everyone out. Oh, he does leave him there. Oh, man. And if you watch the clip, that last guy, he's not that much. He's not far behind. He would have. And now I'm talking about the the movie story. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think any of the boiler guys were actually left behind. But if you look at it, so he helps out a like couple guys. Five guys, guys right? Yeah, yeah, like five guys. And then he looks, actually, he looks back and then he's like, well, I'm going. And then the last guy dives. So he was close enough to dive at the door. So, Fred, what's up with that? Wait, wait. So what's are he you supposed to do? Yeah, you're arguing that Fred should have let him go first and then he, Fred dies? I'm just saying. How does he slow him <laughs> down by he himself going through the door? No, yeah, he doesn't I'm, cut him off. He doesn't cut him off, but so are you saying that the door was closing and it was either one person could could get out or neither? I I yeah. yeah it seems that way to me. Mm. Yeah, I think it was it was, you know, I and I'm sure I'm sure old Fred was like I've helped four people. Although he didn't really help them. The door yeah. was just going down anyways. He should have just gone in right away. He should have done what I would have done. He just, <laughs> yeah, he he did do what you would have done, is that you would have stood there and yelled when you, actually that was not helping anyone. <laughs> well, All right, well. Weigh, weigh in on Steerage, Facebook, Twitter. Do you think that the guy behind Fred, the, the last guy in the chain, could have gotten out? I want like a I've, JFK I've trial this. level dissection of this. Yeah, yes. that guy's name was Philip Malungs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, that's, that was that was my Tyson Tuesday Cinema Sins breakdown. So you can give your well, that was a now. superior Tyson because not only did you take the fun out of this moment, but you were also wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wrong from a certain point of view. Uh, <laughs> oh, from a certain point of view. <laughs> uh, fun fact: I don't know if we've mentioned this. Uh, this movie features two hours and 40 minutes of scenes in 1912, which is the exact amount of time it took for the Titanic to sink. He made this movie long just to do that little trivia fact. Well, you know, the best part about fun facts is how much fun they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even more annoyed now. <laughs> uh, I, I think we have some time for some survey time, guys. Are you all right with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Let's, let's do it. All right. Make uh, us sad. Whose what, dumb opinion are we looking at this week? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do people like the most? Someone said, I enjoy being an all-around Titanic fan that I can listen to an ongoing podcast about this subject and laugh my ass off on the way to work every day. We're doing it, guys. Making uh, a difference. What do they like least? Slightly too much snark. Nope. This, what, this is three white men with a podcast. What do you expect? <laughs> Uh, and finally, anything else, uh, this person said that they they said, I was dragged to see this with my parents, and I had to stare at the back of my seat during the nude and sex scenes. <laughs> so I hate this movie out of spite for that humiliation my parents put me through. And hi, this is Dave. So Dave. Hi, Dave. Uh, <laughs> hi, Dave. Um, Dave, we, we 
I'm glad that you have the same level of childhood <laughs> of sex scene related trauma that we have. <laughs> and listeners, my bad one was the movie Rising Sun. My mom let me rent it because I read the because I read the book. I think we talked about this. Mine was the piano through the Afghan. <laughs> yeah, that's the piano is the funniest one. <laughs> I don't know if I brought this up, but one time my family rented uh, the Specialist on pay per view. <laughs> which is kind of a forgotten movie as Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone. Okay. Um, there's a scene with them in the shower. And boy, is that oh, uncomfortable. I remember that. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to give us your feedback that we may or may not read on air, titanicminute.com slash survey. Also, you can put in your vote on who you would save. Yeah, who would Dave save? I'm yeah, guessing I don't know. no one since he doesn't like snark. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, these are different people. This isn't oh. just one person. I just take three comments for each of them. Oh, okay. So don't put that on Dave. All right. Listeners, we will be back tomorrow with A Heart of the Ocean that if you are a Tombstone Minute listener, you will probably appreciate or be very upset about. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be epic. Yes. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 103. Oh! <laughs>